one, mic check Hello? two, elephant, elephant. Can you tell me what's your first car? I don't have a first car. You never had a first car? No, I'm Swedish, man. Swedish people don't have cars. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. First bike? Um, I, don't, I remember it was like a, a yellow BMX or something like that. Okay. Did it was it, a yellow one. Did it have a name? No. I just, I had it for like two weeks or something and it got stolen. And Swedish people don't have, uh, we don't have cars because, uh, because yeah, I don't know, Stockholm people at least don't have cars because we have a really good like system for buses and, and metro and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you get a, if you get a bike, it's gonna get stolen pretty quick. So uh, I had it for like two weeks or something, it was yellow. She may not have Hot Wheels, but Elephant, a Swedish rapper and singer, is on the fast track to success. After her debut single, Techno Scene, in 2012, Elephant released her first single and began opening for Charlie XCX's Girl Power North America tour in 2014. All right, yeah, so this is Elephant. Is this people listening the whole... America? Uh, all over. Yeah, all so all over, this is Elephant. Yes. Talking. Yes, where, yeah, you f- where are you from? Where are you from? Club. Where? DC. Is this your first time in DC? No, it's my second time here. What have you, do you enjoy DC? Yeah, I do. I've been enjoying it. Yes, we, we live in a really, really cool, like super shitty motel outside the city. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, if I would decide, I would probably stay there till like ni- now and then go here <laughs> because it's such a nice vibe. Like, I, I don't know. For me, I I've been living in America for like a year now, and I and I've been only in like the bubble of a, of a lake, like going from session to session, studio to studio. Mm-hmm. I'm always always surrounded by people all, that all moved here for for certain reasons, and sometimes you can feel like. You live outside of what's really going on, you know. And uh, I never been a I never been a person that cries so much, you know. So even if it can look d- pretty rough to some people, I still saw some life uh-huh. here in DC. It was the first time we actually like stayed in a real place where there is like a lot of people living there, and they like they, every night we had like a nice party on the balcony where like people just randomly living in motels and like you know it's just been really for me very very inspiring you, you said you live you said you were in a super shitty motel correct it is pretty shitty it's like that kind of place <laughs> where people can stay for like months okay know? okay so there is a lot of people stay there for months elephant always grateful for what she has doesn't get down on life like her famous track down on life which garnered much attention after Katy Perry saw her music video and said it was one of the most badass music videos she had seen in a long time on Twitter. Have you met any characters there? Huh? Have you met any interesting people there? Yeah, I met my neighbor just next to. Pretty fucking interesting. Uh, let's met, talk about it. I met one of the soldiers down in a, uh, down in a car on the park yard. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes he jumps out and screams something up to the balcony. I'm like, hey, like, we have a good time. Like, it's just full life, you know? Yeah. Everybody wouldn't enjoy it, but I enjoy it as fuck. I think it's so nice. It's my type of place. For have, sure. you, have you done the touristy, the touristy stuff? Yeah, I did it because I'm in a crew who likes yeah. touristy stuff. Uh, I am uh, so not interested. Thing is, for me, this whole touristy thing is all about like wars. And for me, w- the whole thing about making monuments of wars when we still have a war going on and where they choose to put all the American names and they don't give a shit about all the 
you know, Vietnamese people who died. And like, for me, it's just, everything is just bullshit. It's just something there to make it, people feel a little bit calm about the future. But really, it's just an illusion. And I, I met a squirrel in the park and we hang out like, and it was like actually the most interesting part about going to that whole district. I was just like st dragging my fucking shoes off to me. Like I thought it was so boring, man. <laughs> I am so bored out with tourist stuff. So are you? Wait. So you you talk about? Are you political in your lyrics? No, not I'm not in a political sense because I think what what's become a po a politic mm -hmm. a politician today mm -hmm. has uh, turned into like a Ricky Lake show for me. It's like throwing uh, shit at each other like any moment like small snappy things for me like if i if i'm gonna talk to my kids one day that's not how i'm gonna talk to my kids like if i'm gonna create myself a family one day this is not how i'm gonna communicate with them how the politicians are talking to each other either they talk a language where no one can understand or they being bitchy with each other for me it's like that's not running the, this planet that's a project it's an experiment uh, we've been doing it for like four or five hundred years. Uh, it doesn't work. Like politics is out of my crew is the future. You need to know your friends. You need to have like favors. You need to know about favors and crew. Okay. That's okay. future for me. In 2013, Elephant released her debut album, A Good Idea. She told us her idea and perspective on rap. So speaking of family, would you encourage your uh, children to rap? Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage my children to do whatever they want to do. If uh -huh. they want to be a garbage man, I encourage that. If they want to be a rapper, I encourage that. But like, I'm not a rapper, you know? Mm -hmm. You know that I'm not a rapper. Yeah, no, okay, I know. How long? <laughs> I, I mean, but you do rhyme. No, I'm a poet. I'm a poet. I saw like, it was a, a little way. Yeah, what about him? He says, I'm not a rapper. All right, he does. I'm a poet. All right. Because he's not a poet, he's a rapper, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him get so shit, shit angry once in a YouTube film. Someone called him a poet. And he's like, fuck you, man. I'm a, I'm a rapper. I'm not a poet. And I felt same instant. I respect him for that, like 100%. But I'm the opposite. For me, I'm just trying to like be provocative with words, I'm just trying to like, I'm Swedish, I don't even know what I'm fucking doing really. Um, just talking, and for me, I look at myself as an, as a, as an artist and a poet, and uh, more of a, yeah, I'm just trying to make installations that kind of, that's like, I'm not, a, I'm not a rapper. How long have you been writing? Um, I've been, yeah, I was writing long before I was doing music, mm -hmm. for sure. What were you uh, writing? No, like, I wrote stuff down on life, my song down on life. I wrote it when I was maybe 13 or something, 14. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so that was it was just a poet thing, and now and then I used it because we needed some lyrics for uh, for a singing song, and I never sing like a song before, so it was my first singing song, and that was I used that. Okay. Yeah. What what environment do you write in? I usually. It's so annoying now because I bought this new fucking iPhone 5. Don't buy it. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. The battery dies like instantly. So now all the time when I'm uh, getting all my beautiful ideas, uh -huh. my battery's out. So I can't write it down. I always get them when I'm out. Like, you know, backstage from a show or like drinking some beers over dinner. Maybe mm -hmm. hearing some cool music that my driver is playing in the car and I hear something. It inspires me. But now it's a frustrating because I usually I always just bring up my phone and I just write down. But now my phone is out of battery all the time. So uh, I actually lose a lot of 
good stuff. I need to, I, this is on them. This is on them, not on me. Well, what's the last bit of, uh, I guess, music that's really inspired you? Like, really? I think, I think uh, it was so inspiring to become Elephant. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know, I, I thought I was going to be a photographer in my life and stuff. I was doing other things and I fell into the music by chance. And, uh, and that was the first expression I ever did that was appreciated in this way. I suddenly had people around me that worked not only with me but for me, you mm. know, and wanted this to happen. And for me, I always been because school wasn't working out for me. Like I stopped school when I was 15, uh, but I started working in a kitchen mm. instead, and uh, that's where I've been working till now. Uh, and uh, that gave me like that gave me so much backbone. That game, so I, I just learned to be loyal in my new when I got that new chance after school the work I was never I like okay I was late sometimes but I was <laughs> like I was taking care of my job and that's the thing when I, elephant turned into like when I turned into elephant I looked at it the same way I needed to be loyal to my to the people that put out money and time to create something with me that I wasn't even fucking asking for you know for me to not give everything I got heart spirit blood everything for this project would be very stupid thing both evolutionary for me as a person and also for the actual expressions of <laughs> the person I can represent out in the world, you know. But life hasn't always been glamorous. Sometimes it's a jungle of dishes. Let's talk about working in the kitchen. What, yeah. what were you, how, how was that? What were you making in the kitchen? It's, uh, it's my, it's, that's where I'm going to end up in the end also. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm a vegeta I'm a vegetarian now, last six years. So I don't really, before it was a little bit more intense in the kitchen. I, mm -hmm. The last four years I started a breakfast uh, restaurant uh, in Stockholm. So I was, and that was really good for Elephant also because I had really good hours. So I, I was working till like 2 uh, p.m. or something. Then I was off so I could go to the studio. So walking for five to two, something like that. Okay. With the breakfast thing. I've been doing everything you can do in a restaurant, everything. Everything from kitchen to floor to dishes to fucking closet, everything. What did you hate the most? Uh, I hate being a waitress. <laughs> I hate it. This one did as well. I hate it a lot. <laughs> what about it? Did I you just like? I would hate it if I had like a little place uh -huh. that, well, that was my own place, you know, and I was waitering some food from the bar like that. But like being a waitress, going up to people's tables, uh, putting up with that little show that you do. And what you get back from that is not worth what you give. It's not a balanced way to do in the long run. Okay. Uh, all right. So one of, one of our token questions that we asked to a lot of people was, uh, so we read somewhere that every great artist secretly performs for an audience of one. All right. So like, who is one person as you've grown in your life that you constantly want to impress besides yourself? I think my sister, okay. Amanda. Uh, but she's not impressed. She don't like, she likes Grimes and stuff. She likes Grimes and like M.I.A. and shit, but she don't like my music so much. So that's like my whole family, actually. My dad has become like my fan now, but like I could see in their face, you know, I know them very well. They're mm -hmm. like, so good. Like, mm, they're not going to listen to this, you know. That was hard. It's hard to realize that you're not like, I know I'm always, they're like they're my biggest fans. Yeah. They are. 
but they're not like super down with my music. They okay. <laughs> I gotta be honest to myself. Do Do they have like a favorite but song? I'm not super down with my music either. Like Wait, I, I also feel like no, but everything I do is like, it's just happened over a minute or two. Like, like this full EP that I released that uh, looked like a love. I was like, really, really, like, really, and then it was released, and I was like, really. <laughs> And then I heard it in the car. Like, that's how it is. Like, it's it's like a system, you know? When you eat a potato, it's going to come out somewhere. <laughs> it's like, going to go through the whole system. So, when first I eat the potato, I'm like, ah, whatever, you know? But it's not till the potato come out, you're like, mmm, all right. I get it. So, all right, so what's a what's a uh, what's a musical composition that you that you've created that that means the most to you? STG, I think. Okay. Uh, it's in my project. It's uh, Save the Grey. Uh, it's a it's a thought that came out of like all the there is a lot of grey animals on the planet that need help, like uh, rhinos, elephants, uh, wolves, sharks, whales, uh-huh. uh, even uh, Siberian tiger, and like. And also me being always representing the city pigeon and the rat and the concrete and the gray skies over a fucking city, uh-huh. the gray hair from the old person. You know what I mean? Like gray is like save the gray. It is something that's going to stay in my project forever. Uh-huh. Like some of, some things maybe, you know, come and go, but that thing's going to be there forever. I'm always going to be up for collaborations uh, to try to raise money for for uh, yeah, this uh, speeches that need, that need my help, you know. So, so what is the most ideal environment for you to create music in? For you to write music, what do you like uh, the most? I don't know. That's the thing. My ideal environment is the same as my actual music. Mm-hmm. It goes all directions. Like sometimes I love to sit in a like rotten, smoky, nasty basement studio and just like fucking sweat and like make music for 24 hours. I love that sometimes. But I also sometimes like to get to like Luke's amazing beach house where mm-hmm. his kids is running around and you go <laughs> in for four hours and you do what you have to do and you leave. That's also nice. And uh, there's, yeah, it's like, it's like asking what is the best performance or studio work. Uh-huh. Like it's really hard to, to answer because uh, as an artist, you got to love all of that shit. You got to love everything. All right. So uh, what, are the, what are the careers of those that you uh, grew up with? How they, how they differ from what you do? Who? The people you grew up with, your friends growing up, are they? No, the only difference between me and my friends is that they have babies now. Oh, really? I don't. I, I had a dream last night. I had a baby. Let's talk about it. I, I got. It what was, was the baby's really name? It was really scary because I just, I said, like, I always sit like this. I always sit like this. My, my legs are like, I don't know what it is, but like, I think I was a, a tree frog in my last life or something. <laughs> and that's how I sit. And in the dream... I get a baby and it gets totally dramatic around me. Like people are like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And I think there was like a man there that's like the father of the child or something. And like, I give birth to this baby. And the weird thing about this whole dream is the feeling I have when I give birth to the baby because I don't have pain. I just give birth to this baby with no pain at all. And I try to look like I have pain because in films, like, Obviously, all I know, people have pain when they give birth to babies. And I want to be credit like the rest of, you know, like the rest <laughs> of all these mothers that give birth to babies. So I'm feeling so much shame in this dream. My husband, my pe- people, and I just give birth to this baby so easy <laughs> that I can't even really connect to it. And I, afterwards, I'm like holding it to my breast and it's like, I'm trying to like 
catch my titty and like I'm just feeling so not in contact with this baby and it didn't even hurt like and sometimes I can feel like that I've actually whole day today I know what that dream means <laughs> what does it mean it means Ellie don't take this shit for granted like what we're talking about right now uh -huh. what's happening to me right now just because I was lucky enough getting all these things from a different perspective than most people like even if it fell on me not me hunting it down i need to appreciate every fucking moment out of this and it needs to hurt and it needs to you know i need to feel this shit i can't be like all shady i can't be like oh whatever about it you know i think i think that's what this that baby meant because elephant is my baby right now i don't have anything else are, are you appreciating every moment of this i i kind of do but i think it's sometimes like don't think I'm worth it, you know, mm -hmm. because of how it happened. And I think that's what my dream wanted to tell me. Like, you have to start re realizing you are worth it. You have pain and you are, you know, you really, yeah, you really do. A, you, you deserve this shit and you should do the best out of it, you know? Well, not thinking you're worth it is, is good because that means you really are. I feel like those who, who like automatically think they are, you know what I'm saying, is, is a complete different. Like having some humility is always good, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But that's what I think anyway. That's what I thought. It was so fucking intense that dream, man. Like pissing out a baby, you know? It's so weird. <laughs> did, did, did the baby have a name? Did we... No, but it was a girl. It was a girl? Which is weird. Because I think I'm going to get three boys. Really? Yeah. Have you had a dream about having three boys? No, but like uh, there was people reading my hand in my life. Okay. They always told me when you're 28, you're going to have success, big success. Okay. When you're uh, 30, your children starts coming and you're going to have three boys. And it says also when I'm 43, I'm going to have like cancer or some shit like that. Jesus. But um, 28 happened, you know, like elephant, like, you know, signed in fucking America with Dr. Luke. Like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Like, I got people around me, like a lot of things that these people have been telling me through life, even things before happened. So, and they say I'm going to have three boys. And I think it's a natural place for me. I think I will do better with three boys as a mother than to like girls because I'm so ego tripping, you know? Uh -huh. I think uh, if I don't get like the most humble little princess, maybe we're not friends. And that's, that will be a very big disaster for my evolution to not be friends with my child. Do, do you already have names picked out? Yeah. Can you tell them? Uh, Lou Var Jarv. Is it's the it's the it's the wild it's the wild meat eating animals of Sweden. Okay. The wolf. Uh, there's a jarv. I don't know what that is, but it's like this little bear with like big teeth and like super aggressive. Uh huh. Uh, wolf. And Lou, that's the you know the the cat with a little puff on the on the ears. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm gonna have those three names like viking names all right all right i like that so so what is it about home that inspires you that's all i i only know my home i like mm. i don't know i inspire especially my my home inspires uh, me uh -huh. sweden doesn't inspire me at all but but my home my uh, apartment in stockholm inspires me it's full of people it's full of music it's full of smoke it's full of drugs <laughs> That's a pity, though. But I mean, it's a. What's a pity that, that it's full of drugs? No, but it's just my my home, my where I come from, yeah. my family home is a fucking crazy place. You know, it's getting a bit better now. 
but my whole my entire life gonna be a little bit about you know creating a better environment for my mother and future and stuff like that okay all right well last two questions yeah what is a song that reminds you that that instantly reminds you of home especially when you were younger that you hear Från den stunden vi kom hit till jorden Vi möttes av sol ovanför Och den sol som gick ner Någon annanstans ger ett gryningsljus Att förlita sig på I en varm All right. That was amazing. All right. That's a Lion King in Swedish. Oh, I know it. I know. It. I recognize right. it. Okay, what? And lastly, what is one song and all the? That's also a collab. I want to give out a big up for my 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 man Wes, who sang that song. Uh, he lives in Poland right now, working on a collab. Me and Azabenya. Yeah, just wait for that shit. Wait for that shit. I'm waiting. All right. And last question: What is one song in all the universe that you would like to end this piece with? What? What is one song in all the universe that you would like to end this interview with when we when we actually edit it? Anything. Anything. Oh, you you can songs, man. Okay. Yeah. You a specific Lugazi song? Yeah, the best one he did. Okay, all right, I can find that one. All yeah. right. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I appreciate Big it. Big loud blitz it. All right. Produced by Daniel Bloom, David Ross, Afim Shapiro, and Drew Snadeke. Snadeke moves up in the world. Our intern is Christy Newen. MadcapDC.org on Facebook and Twitter at MadcapDC.